0: Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. My name is Josiah Novak. Welcome to today's episode with none other than Keith Yaki, host, I should say co host of The Married Game. He and his wife Jessie have an incredible story, and I know it's going to hit you right in the feels today. And I just want to warn you ahead of time that this is not a child or youth friendly show. In fact, It's probably going to make you a little uncomfortable as well. We do dive right in to sex and talking about sex in pretty great detail. If you're a married guy or even a married woman, this show is going to help you in ways I never thought possible. Keith is a master of understanding attraction, intimacy, and what it really takes to improve and not only improve, but take your sex life to an extraordinary level while being married which I know a lot of you don't think is possible you think the honeymoon phase is kind of where the fun ends and the work begins you have kids you have career you let yourself go sex just isn't as fun anymore it's more or less a job it's what you do to kind of keep things going but it's not something that has the same excitement as it once did well that's where Keith comes in. If you really dive into Keith's history, this guy knows what he's talking about. He was married at a young age, he got divorced, and then spent a good chunk of his life just exploring attraction, sexuality, and understanding the dynamic between men and women. What do women really want? What do guys really want? How do we make that a match made in heaven, literally? Well, on today's episode, he breaks down his five dials, which man, I love simple and I love effective. And this is exactly that. His five dials for a powerful marriage and high levels of attraction will enlighten you and then create a pathway for you to see the same success that Keith has experienced in his life, as well as thousands of other men that he's helped through his coaching program and his podcast. So sit back, relax. We actually recorded for two hours. So we got two hours of sex education coming your way. And all I will tell you is this, make sure you take notes today and make sure you connect with Keith. If you are a high-performing guy who's got most of his life dialed in, maybe you are in shape or you're working on it. Your career, your business is great. You're a good parent. You have strong social circles, but your sex life is lacking. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, this, this is where you need to be. This is the person you need to listen to. So make sure you go to keithyaki.com, check out the resources there, connect with Keith. And I highly suggest you get into his program. I, I don't usually promote people's programs, but in this case, I'm making an exception. So I'm excited for you to listen. Make sure you leave a rating and review after you're done listening to the show. Connect with Keith, and I look forward to hearing what your thoughts are on today's episode. Life moves fast. Make it count. Enjoy the conversation with Keith Yaki.
1: Fired up, and then I am like, "Damn, I got to
0: turn my heater off." You're, you're, you're good, brother. You're good. I, I love the, uh, the background. I need to get. Is that a fox? What is that on, on your chair? That's a
1: coyote. That's my dog. This is my, my. man cave here. Beautiful. So, man. This is where we re- record all the podcasts, and this is pretty much where this is pretty much where I work every day. Yeah. Are you in uh, Orange County? Yeah, Dana Point
0: beautiful dude i'll yeah. be in la i've never been to la besides i i shouldn't say that when i was one i was in la i got my passport in la when i was a
1: baby my dad was navy but uh okay. i'll be in la
0: in about a week and a half i've never been out there as an adult
1: though oh you're gonna like it uh depending on which part of la you go to i'm guessing you're probably thinking venice beach manhattan beach kind of that area
0: yeah the touristy crap
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you'll like that stuff you'll like it
0: that's all are you from, from
1: where i live
0: okay are you yeah. from that that direction, or are you from somewhere else?
1: Orange County, yeah. I, I grew up here. I literally, grew, I grew up surfing the same beaches that I surf now. Like it's, I'm, I'm in it. I'm it. it to win it, baby. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a native man,
0: bro. That's killer. Yeah, I've been so excited to talk to you. I, uh, sure. I stumbled upon your content. I want to say through, and you probably heard this a million times. but probably through Garrett White. Okay, I would say. And I've been a Garrett White, you know, fan for a long time. Uh, his stuff has been incredible uh, in in my journey, but yeah, I've been I've uh, been following your path, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got some cool stuff, and I've just been typically, you know, like most typical guys, just listening, reading, and then I'm like, wow,
1: this guy's speaking to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 and probably yeah. all
1: my clients. So here we are. I love it, man. You know, this topic. First of all, I, I, Garrett JY, I just love him as a human being. I think he's such such a great example of just. He's got this empowered vulnerability about him. Uh, not everybody pulls it off. Not, not everybody who's vulnerable comes across powerful, but I think the way he does it, he actually does. And mm. uh, it's 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 so good. There's such a power in that. And, uh, you know, being his best friend and surfing with him damn near every day for the last four years, uh, it, I see him so much differently than probably a lot of people see him in the marketplace. But I can tell you that he has been such a, instrumental piece of me waking up and sharing I already had all the expertise of how to get a guy to get his wife to want to have sex with him but he was so instrumental in being like bro do you understand that you know so much about this that people aren't even talking about and you got the fucking history of all these hundreds of women that you've slept with like you've got a fucking laboratory that you've worked through where you've come up with some of these formulas and these formulas are not fucking wrong so sharing with my people which was which is an honor, and it still is, and actually, he and I've got some very big things coming up that I think will shock everybody, and I'm pumped. I can't wait for us to release it. Oh, it's going to be amazing, I'm sure It's yeah, a taboo topic for a lot of guys. yeah, right? isn't that crazy in America that it's that taboo?
0: Guys, just well, it's our egos, right? I mean, we don't want to we don't want to admit that we're not getting laid. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <That's laughs> or at least not true. as much as we want. Yeah, it's like a currency in, in America. Probably a lot of Western English speaking countries are like this, but the hypersexualization of our society in America has caused a perfect storm for me to actually share my message in a world where a lot of guys are like, What did he just say? Holy shit. I, I think I think this might be my guy. Like, I want to hear what this motherfucker has to say because he's not saying it like anybody else. And actually, He's reading my fucking mail, man. How does this guy know what I'm thinking? It's because I got a penis just like you, dude, and I think the same way.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, bro. So let's let's paint a really clear picture for people. Where did this whole thing start? Because I I dug up on you. I know at least it seems like you've you've been a proven businessman. You've got a tremendous amount of experience in the real estate world. But where did the whole idea that hey, I want to talk about not getting enough sex from my wife or partner, whoever, where did that start?
1: Well, so before my wife left me five and a half years ago, there was, I was feeling the same things a lot of guys were feeling. That is that my wife doesn't want me. And I have a little different context. I came from where I was married as a, at a very young age, and then got divorced around 28. And that went just sowed my wild oats and had sex with hundreds of women. So it wasn't that I was like, um, oh, I don't know what it's like out there. I knew exactly what it was like out there. I've been with enough women to know, hey, women, if I say women are typically like this, I knew I was righter than a th- if I there's a thousand guys, I know I was more right than 999 of them. Mm-hmm. And and maybe if there was a million guys, I knew I was right more than 999,999 999 of them. But I noticed that didn't translate into my wife actually wanting me. And so it became pretty clear for me that there was a differenti- differentiation between short-term attraction and long-term attraction. And so what I didn't know, I didn't, I couldn't articulate it back then. But I'm noticing like there's this problem going on that eventually led to her FaceTiming me as we were about ready to move into our dream house and say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to help you move in, but I'm not staying." And I thought, "Oh shit, here we go. Uh, this this feels this doesn't this doesn't feel right." Mm-hmm. And um, what, what 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 happened? And I could just tell there's nothing. I mean, I did all. And then when I actually came back, she did help me move in. And then she, we load up her U-Haul and my daughter at two years old. And they did drive away and they were gone. And at that point, I was like, OK, this is my fault. And I realized, well, shit, I've been complaining about the dirty laundry around here for a long time, only to realize that when the light went on in the room, this was all my dirty laundry. This was all on me. And I and I and I kind of dubbed the, Hey, I'm 95% wrong at this. The only reason I say 95% because I'm like, there's nobody's perfect like that. (laughs) There's gotta be something wrong with her. But it wasn't that it was something wrong with her. It was just that I wasn't showing up in a way that any woman, regardless of how pretty or whatever. Yes. My uh, wife is absolutely gorgeous. Every guy on planet earth would say, Hey, if, 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 if she's in a naked magazine, they're taking a look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just realized shit. There's not one of these women that I have been with over the last however long that would have stayed with me either. And that's a, that, that was on me. So I realized I was the problem, but almost simultaneously it gave me the uh, the realization that I'm also the hope. I'm also the solution. And so if I was the problem, then I'm the solution. So I started to figure out what is really going on here. I hired three coaches to get her back. And even to this day, um, you know, I say, if you want your sex back or your ex back, you know we'll help you out because that's actually how it started so i get my wife back all my friends are entrepreneurs they all run businesses and they've all got people within their companies that have problems that i just went through which is hey my head salesman just got uh, served divorce papers do you think you can help him uh yeah sure let me let me see what he's got going on hey bro yeah i can actually help you and then i did and dude it was it, i walked like maybe 50 or 60 dudes before i ever started married game through how to get their ex back We shot 11 episodes of a podcast and did it for like two years. Mm. No, that's not true. Uh, Yeah, about two years, about two years before we ever even thought of teaching married game to married guys and just going in with guys. So that's where the genesis came, how married game evolved out of that was 100% to do with Garrett J. White. And I'm happy to get into that, but I want to be the guy that will answer the question, tell the story. And then if you have something you want to say, please feel free to respond, <laughs> interject, because I could go on okay. here and do a 45-minute webinar straight, but that's not what you're asking me to do. So no, I got
0: so many questions.
1: <laughs> okay, cool, Okay,
0: <laughs> We're going to break this sucker down. Cool. So was this, this was your second marriage you're talking about? Yeah. Or was-
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: How young were you when you got married? Cuz you say you got divorced at 28. How how young were you when you got married?
1: 18. Uh, no, no, I was 19. Oh my goodness. Yeah, bro. way, way too young. <laughs> but Holy you couldn't talk me out of it at the time. I was I was 100% convinced this is what I was supposed to do. I was called by God. I'm starting the mm. church. This is I'm going to be a pastor. This is my pastor's wife. Like I you there was no telling me otherwise. Wow. Wow.
0: So then that lasted about well, let's see, 9 years.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, eighteen. Maybe m- clock, maybe I actually got married when I was eighteen, not nineteen. I was eighteen. Wow. So yeah, eighteen. About about ten years when it was all said and done. Dang.
0: Okay. So you had that as a somewhat of a, a, a baseline, but then you went out and you sold your <laughs> you sold your wild oats for how long? How long? How long until you got married
1: again? Oh, dude, uh, seven, uh, four years, five years. Let's see, twenty eight to about thirty three ish, maybe. So I don't know, four or five years. It's, it's not that hard when you, you, I was in, obviously I was in great shape, had money. I knew how to yeah. talk. I studied specifically game, how to actually create attraction. And then I just, be, I just became, that's, it's like, I'm like, well, basically I was like, I want to fuck it. I want to fuck the girls that are in the centerfolds. Yeah. And the girl I picked before, (laughs) while she might have been attractive to other people and she's not an ugly girl, it just Mm. wasn't, she wasn't attracted to me and her spirit, her energy of where she wanted to go in her life wasn't for me. I'm sure she's fine now. She's the mother of my other three children. We don't talk much, not actually, we have literally zero in common about literally anything other than we have kids and, Mm. and she lives in a different state. And so I hardly ever talk with her. But at that point, I realized at 18 or when I decided to get a divorce and at 18, I was just like, okay, I don't I'm only going to I'm only going to be with somebody that I am radically attracted to. And that is radically attracted to me because I had sex issues in the first one, and it wasn't that it was bad; it's just that she wasn't that into it. And we were pretty religious at the time, and there wasn't a lot of answers. Actually, even 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 in religion today, there's not a lot of answers on how do you actually fix what's really going on because nobody's talking about the one root word of all this, which is attraction. And mm. so that's what I I wanted to set out to fix.
0: Let's talk about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I, I'm like you; I have a gorgeous wife. I mean, she is a ten out of ten. Like every centimeter of her is a dime piece, right? So I'm like that guy who I was the same mindset of you, right? I was like, I'm only getting married if I find the perfect one, like attraction wise. Like I have to be attracted to every inch of her. Otherwise it's a (laughs) no-go. Yeah. And I got, here I am. But, but I think in my, in my crazy brain of mine, I'm always thinking like, man, I got to stay on top of my game, right? I got to stay on top of my game because she can get anybody, right? Like she's, every man that walks this earth, we go, oh yeah she's, yeah, she's amazing. She's unbelievably beautiful, right? I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, you know this. Yeah.
1: So well, let's well, talk about the root of tell it. Tell me, they're like, Jesus, dude, your wife is so pretty. I'm like, I know, right? Oh, I
0: know. All my friends try to be nice about it. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, your wife is, man, you know, your wife is, she's good looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I'm like, yeah. you don't yeah. have to be she's political about it, bro. She's, 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 you just naked. say she's hot.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so you talk about the root. What is the root of attraction? What is what is the big issue here?
1: Okay, so attractive. Being attractive means somebody's leaning into you, not being pushed and repelled away. So people might look at you and me on the screen and go, "Wow, that guy's got a fucking set of arms. No wonder women want to grab him." Or they might look at you and go, "Look at that chiseled ass fucking chin, dude. What does this <laughs> guy do? Fucking bench press with his fucking jaw muscles? Like this guy's insane. What are we doing here?" And 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 might just think, "Well, that." you know, I have to be a physical specimen. And the truth is we've had guys that have gone through the CrossFit games, come through our program because it doesn't necessarily have to do with biceps and abs. That's great. But even to this day, uh, my wife and I, she meets a guy with biceps and abs and he opens his mouth and he sounds like a dum-dum. She's like, oh oh my God, gag me with spoon." same way. We look at a hot chick and she comes up and, and she's like, oh my gosh, you're not gonna be like, oh dude, put, she can't don't don't let her talk around me anymore please
0: she's she's a 10 on mute
1: (laughs) yeah it's exactly so uh it's 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 an attraction means i'm leaning into you and yes men want sex but what men want more than sex is they want to be wanted and the only way your wife's going to feel your only way you're going to feel that your wife actually wants you is if indeed she's truly attracted to you which means uh she leans into you. She likes what you have to say. I say a lot of women sprain their eyeballs, listening to their husbands because their husbands say something when are like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause men just say some, we just say some of the stupidest shit. And it comes from a set of beliefs that are different than what I believe now. So there's used to believe like, Hey, if I protect, provide and, 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 pr- and produce and take care of my family, then I should be getting lots of pussy. Well, why aren't I? Well, just because those are the things that you're supposed to be doing as a man, those aren't exceptional. Those aren't, those are essential. They're not exceptional. But if you want your wife to be creaming her pants over you and really excited to be, well, then you have to be a guy that would cause a woman to do that. And so this is where the, the disconnect is. Guys, like, I want my wife to want me. And we just go, okay, time out, pause. Are you wantable? Well, most men have let their body go and I've let my body go from time to time in my life. I'm looking great now and I get a lot of compliments now and I'm even on the road to becoming elite, elite in my body and the way I, what I spend my time doing and like, do you see me in 90 days. I've hired a coach and Mm -hmm. it's fucking all go, go systems, go. But that being said, That's only one piece of it. The rest of it is personality. Do they feel warm and secure and loving around you? Do they feel felt or heard and understood? Or do they feel like you're just clocking down a, a, a time watch just so you can say you put in time so you can go get laid? Do you do things just to get sex from her? And if you do, it's the same way she feels... As if you were, if you thought she was just trying to get money out of you. And so what I'm doing is I'm reversing a lot of these scenarios where guys feel radically entitled, extremely emboldened to say, I want this. And yet reality, they haven't done anything to deserve that. And so they're in fantasy land. And that's where I lived for a very long time. And so no matter how good looking a guy is, I just go, Hey, listen, you do have to stay on your game, but it's not just because she has options. I heard you say that, and I like that. And that's that is that is that's the step there. But a one step that's even better, and you have to go to where you're going to before you get the next one, is the only reason I do all these things is because that's my standard. And that's why you look so damn fucking sexy with your shirt off and your shirt on, bro, is because you've decided that, hey... Josiah Novak's standards are I'm going to be ripped forever. And so whatever comes to my body, you don't do that because you're just trying to get laid. You do that because ultimately that's your standard and it's the identity of who you actually are. Well, if you do that and you create that same identity and standard in being a husband, same identity and being a a dad, same identity and being a producer. Next thing you know, you start to put all these things together and you are. Truly what we call a provocateur, a man who provokes his wife to want to fuck him. Mm. Like, she's like, I, I, I imagine your wife's at home going, wow, I can't wait for him to get home because dude, mama needs a good fucking plowing right now. <laughs> Most guys are like, I can't believe you saying that. Well, well, isn't that what you think? Well, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what you want? Yeah. 100%. Well, let me fucking show you how to do it because it's not wrong to want it. And even the joke about me looking over my shoulder, and having a guy like basically not even be able to say in public, I want to get fucked. I want my wife to fucking like lust after me. I want her to want to spend all day in a hotel with me just fucking her and 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 having it like. What is so wrong with admitting these things that all of us really truly want it? Well, the reason why a lot of people don't admit it because they actually don't know how to get it. And so they think there's no fucking possible way I could ever get it. So they immediately just hash the story out and go, that's not for me. Mm. Well, that fucking narrative didn't work for me for one reason. I knew I could get the opposite sex to be really excited about having sex with me. you know, you don't have sex with uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of women because it was an accident you it's cuz it's a there's a process and a and a, a way of being that creates it and i was like okay that's when i started to understand the difference between long term attraction and short term attraction they're actually very different sciences as it were in certain regards and they're very much the same in other regards but they all start with one basic understanding and that is this you've got to become the most attractive version of you for you and no one else no one fucking else.
0: I preach the same thing about fitness.
1: <laughs> I knew you did because that's the only way you look the way you do. You,
0: you got to become the you guy you rich, admire. By accident. What? Yeah, 100%. You got to become the guy you admire. Like you follow all these dudes on Instagram. Why aren't you following yourself? Or why yeah. wouldn't you follow yourself? Well, because yeah. you haven't created that version of you yet, right? Like that's that right. has to be it. So, dude, all right. I love it. I'm I'm hooked. <laughs> okay. Now you got my attention. So you mentioned the short and long term attraction. I'm really curious about that. With being a married guy with kids myself, yeah, you know, I think back to our early days. And you know, I, I'll be completely transparent on this podcast because that's just who I am. We have regular sex, and it's great. Like I I wouldn't say like oh I'm I'm going on a drought, but you know I'm a I'm a guy who wants I wants it I want it all. I want yeah. my wife to feel connected to me and and that same desire that i have that animal instinct where i'm like it's 12 o'clock she's out i'm like i can't wait for her to get home i'm gonna rip her clothes off right i want her to feel that way too yeah let's talk about that i think most of the people listening at least in my my arena are married guys with kids who are like yeah the honeymoon phase was great like 18 years ago yeah but now what now now we're just surviving
1: yeah well first of all I, I, my heart goes out to those guys because i know that that's a living hell mm. and i also know that honeymoon sex is for the minor leaguers and that soul sex is for the fucking big leaguers and how I'm to get a whole to famers, sex, baby how to get to soul sex bro is understanding long-term attraction versus short-term attraction so okay for example short-term attraction you come in you're a high value man uh you know you 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 understand that you first and foremost you become whatever it, it, it's. If you're a great fisherman, you don't say, "Hey, we used to catch fish back in the '80s with this." We say, "This morning they were biting this." So, first of all, as a good fisherman, you got to understand what the fuck would attract this fish to come bite my hook. All right. So you got to understand what that is. So, as a single guy, you go, "Hey, well, you know what? What do women value? Well, they value resources. So I need to become resource. I need to become a great producer. What do they value?" Uh, they value being seen, heard, and 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 um understood. Having somebody every woman says, I just want a guy who gets it, right? Though no, nobody gets it, except a very <laughs> few handful of guys, um, naturally. Uh they want somebody who has power. He says something's gonna happen and it fucking happens. Uh they want a player, they want somebody who's smooth and suave and looks good, and and that they go, damn every woman wants to be with a high value man that's first and foremost that's that's what's most attractive on a number of levels hey if they're going to have offspring they want to make sure the offspring survive if they you know what i mean if they're going to be married to a guy they want to make sure he's not a pussy just in case the tribe from across the hill comes over and they wants to you know rape her they want to know their man's going to be their primary. so there's some of these natural primal things that are going on what happens when that and, and so for a short term or for uh you know, short term attraction, I would not give any woman in the time of day. I would basically be like, they would have to work very hard to get my attention. Why? Because I have so many options that why would I schedule time to be with you? What, what, what makes you valuable for me to spend my most precious commodity or my most precious asset was my time and my energy to you. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. So that's the leverage you have in short term attraction. You have a shit ton of options and they know you have a shit ton of options and they want to be your best option. That's the fundamental mechanism of what makes short-term attraction very, very powerful. You do not have that mechanism when in long-term attraction, when you say, I do and I do and we're going to be together for fucking ever. All right. Mm. Western society, a marriage is looked at like a contract between you, your spouse and some heavenly entity. And it is never to be revoked. And this is lifelong. Even in the next life, basically membership, you're signing up for So You better fucking make sure it's the right one. That's the energy in America. Would you agree with that? Totally.
0: 100 percent. man.
1: So we've definitely got two fucking very conflicting, conflicting mechanisms at this point. Short term attraction. You've got this leverage. Long term attraction. You do not. Which is why, because of that, because the, that one mechanism that's missing, is what causes eighty-five percent of marriages and guys to go, I'm not happy with the quantity or the quality of sex within my intimacy, within my within my marriage. And what happens is they go to these old school books or these short term attraction books and go, Hey, I need to learn some game. And they learn a set of rules that doesn't apply in this game. It'd be like, if you showed up for fucking basketball and your soccer cleats, I'd be like, hey, buddy, granted, those cleats are extremely valuable in this game. I want you to understand they are going to be a radical hindrance to you in this game. Mm -hmm. And say, well, what do I need? Well, I'm like, you don't need fucking long grass turf cleats in a basketball gym. You need something that's going to be able to grip the actual floor. Okay, so here's the switch. Where attention over here is what they are craving and crying out for that you will not give to them. Now over here in long-term attraction, it's the actual one thing you need to give them for them to know that they are still valuable to you. Mm. Okay, So it switches over to where guy wants, we love TNA. We love TNA. Everybody loves TNA. Tits and ass, man. Show me that fucking rack and let me show me that booty hole, baby. Let's make a clap. I, we love that shit. It's probably when you touch a girl when she's first naked, there's a very good chance you spend most of your time on her ass or her tits, okay? It's just, it is what it is, Is what we like. Well, for us, for them, the TNA is not tits and ass, obviously, but it's time and attention. Mm. It's time and attention. So two things have to be in play for this mechanism to work. Number one, you have to stay in extremely valuable men. That is, that is somebody that she still desires attention from most guys. When they switch over here, for some reason, the standards start to drop. They start to drop. They're no longer, they become, they get their dad bods. They're not whatever. So you help a function of this and helping men get their, get their physicality back. But a lot of times these guys um, start to become real pussies, and their 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 personality is no longer attractive. And it here's what happens: she was initially attracted to you, and then you stopped doing stuff that was attractive to her. Or attractive in, in general, or you started doing some things that were unattractive and usually both, which mechanically caused her, caused her wiring just to just start to lose the attraction. So your status in her mind just became lower and lower and lower and lower. Status is actually the most important thing in attraction. If, if, if you really look back at everything, you got a lot of fucking very rich, ugly dudes banging the hottest women yeah. on earth because of their status. Okay. Now, the beautiful thing about everything I teach is it's wiring. If you stop doing attractive things and start doing unattractive things, that that attraction is going to start to leak out. The same exact science, same exact wiring within her mind is, is when you start to do attractive things and you stop to do the unattractive things, that it just starts to build back up in her subconsciously without her even knowing it. He doesn't know it. She just is like, fuck, I'm, I'm starting to feel things for this guy again. Why? It's not that you negotiated into her. It's that you a became this radically attractive, supremely valuable man again. And then you started to give her attention, actual attention, which I believe a woman craves more than anything. A high value woman craves the attention of a higher value, higher status male, more than anything on place on, on, on planet Earth. And so what happens is a guy becomes low status within his marriage, tries to give her attention. And now becomes like, oh, God, dude, get away. No, I don't want to have sex with you. No, I don't long for you. But if Jason Momoa came up and knocked on your door that fucking night, the night she had a headache, dude, she would be glammed up in 30 minutes, flattened out on the greatest fucking date, sucking that guy's dick in the back of his car before they even got to the restaurant. Why? Attracted because he's a high value man. So the number one is you got to become a high value man. Number two is you have to learn to give her attention that actually is meaningful to her. Let me Meaning- pause
0: you for a second because this is where I want to I want to hit because this is this is hitting me right in the fields. Right. So as someone who has high standards, you know I I'm ripped. I'm a millionaire. I take care of everybody. Right. Her family. Everybody. I consider myself a high value man. But, but. Like you said earlier, no one's perfect. <laughs> so Keith, how do I give her the right attention, right? Yeah. Not just, oh, I did the dishes today or I yep. listened to you come home from work after, you know, she has some clients that she, she does hair and stuff like that. She comes home and she tells me, oh, this client said this, this client's a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. even asked me the other day, it's true story. I'm just going to tell you. She asked me, when I tell you my stories, do you actually care or are you just trying to get through it? yeah. And I said, yeah. it depends. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I don't give a shit. Sometimes I got nothing to say back. And sometimes I do care,
1: yeah. but how do I give her attention for real? Yeah. Well, a couple, couple things. So you are the high status male and I deal with a lot of high status males and I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs, go-getters, guys that care about um, quality of life. They care about Um, a lot of the guys I work with already fixed the financial game. They've already fixed the getting paid game. It's just the getting laid game that they're more like, well, what what do I fucking do here? And, um, and it's this, so giving somebody's attention, giving somebody your attention. Now, this is the long-term attention. This is what she wants. If she believes you're giving her attention, expecting nothing in return. Again, we use these terms giving something, taking something, receiving something, offering something, and I think we lo- lose the power of what they really were. Can I offer you some advice? Usually is not really much of an offering other than uh hey, let me tell you where you're wrong and 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 it's usually more of like a it's not it doesn't feel like somebody's giving you something special. It feels like somebody's giving you a piece of their mind. You're like, I don't I don't necessarily need that. So when you give your woman attention, It has to always have giver energy and not take her energy. So you brought up the exact fucking example I actually use a lot of in a lot of my talks. And that is, you know, I have these certain dials that if you dial these things in, the attraction ramps up. And then, frankly, you could ask for whatever you want and she'll give it to you. so, So much so let me set a new standard that my wife and I just recently like, hey, we want to fill each other's sexual fantasies what are they? And so we told them to each other and we both were like, I could fucking make that happen. Are you ready? I'm fucking, yeah. You made that. I'm ready. What, and most people like, they almost kind of spit their coffee out or like their heart gets a little like when they hear me say that word, because when have you ever heard somebody say my wife and I are working on fulfilling each other's sexual fantasies? Most I've people are like, heard oh, that. <laughs> have you ever heard anybody say that? I don't think so. No. And the relook and the response when I say it is the exact same every fucking time. It's almost like, Oh shit, where is he? There's almost like a, a sphincter butthole pucker, like when it happens, like, oh shit, what's he about ready to say? This is, I think, a sad predicament because if you can't talk to your spouse about what your sexual fantasies are, who the fuck are you talking to them about? Mm. And we all have them. We all have them. It's not like we, we you know, I'm not supposed to think that. Well, I don't know. You were given a brain and a fucking sex drive. Maybe you were supposed to think that, but maybe you were supposed to also communicate that to the one person that you've committed to actually fulfilling that for you. So, I understand the topic is radically taboo, but if you show up with giver energy across these five dials, this is where the real magic comes in. And you become the guy Because every woman I've known, every woman, except for like a very small handful. And if I've been with over 200 women and I've only met like five or six of these, I can tell you, this is how small the percentage of women are who crave sex as much as a guy and think about it as much as a dude and actually want it more than a guy. Very small percentage of women actually want that. And so what guys think is they want that until you've been with one and they want sex three times a day and you're like, fuck, dude. (laughs) Good luck hanging with that. You're like, I I appreciate the fucking boost of uh, sexuality here, but this is a little much. Mm. So, but if a guy just wants to be able to feel wanted and feel loved and could feel like he could ask his wife, hey, would this be something you'd be open to doing? This is something, or just saying, hey, this is something I'd really like to try or something I'd really like. Are you open to doing this with me? To have her be able to say yes to that or be open to that, I have a five dial system that if a guy just looks at these dials and we can crank these things up, he'll be good to go for that. So do you want me to just get into that? Cause I'll answer a lot of these. Yes, questions.
0: please. Oh my All gosh. Right. I'm on pins and needles over here. Let's do okay, it. Okay, cool.
1: So the first <laughs> dial, the first dial is the parenting dial. If you have a kid, your wife is looking at you and wondering if you're a good parent or not. And the reason for that is very simple. Wives love their kids more than their husbands, and they always will. And the reason I know that is because moms don't divorce dads. I'm sorry, moms don't divorce kids, but moms moms divorce dads all the time. So clearly, we know that a mom will pick her child over her husband every day and any day of the week. So we have to just say, well, okay, that's that's reality. That's true. There's a reason for it. That's why she was born, is to birth babies, to get them to survive, et cetera, et cetera. So of course, she's going to be judging me on how good of a dad I am, because that's something that's very important. And not only that, but that's something that drew her to us in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is a guy I want to have kids with means I feel like this is a strong, stable, sturdy enough situation that my offspring, my dependents are going to be able to depend on this dude for a lot of things. And when he isn't showing up as a great dad, that is a major fucking letdown for almost every woman. And so therefore, there will be uh, resentment and built up towards that. So we always look at that first style is, hey, how good of a parent are you really? And how good of a parent are you for being a parent's sake, not for, hey, I hope my wife watches me do this. Now, uh-huh. I'm not judging anybody on this. My wife literally told me I was the worst dad ever. That's so bad that she didn't even want to have a second kid with me. Uh-huh. So I'm not I'm here on my ivory tower saying, I'm a great dad and you guys need to listen. no. Five and a half years ago, that was one of the main reasons why Jesse left me was she's like, you're such a shit fucking dad. I can't even leave our newborn with you. I'm afraid something's going to happen. Like you're not even gonna pay attention. Mm -hmm. This is a horrible indictment on me because I had three other kids with another woman that I was a pretty decent dad with. But now I'm the world's greatest dad ever, in my opinion. And my daughter says, hey, dude, you're an amazing dad. My wife's like, dude, you're an incredible fucking father. And obviously, a lot of my friends compliment me like, dude, you really seem to understand your daughter really well. Well, I spent a lot of time with her, but I created a standard that said, I have to spend 30 minutes a day with my daughter, no matter what, hmm. or else I don't get my my parenting point for the day. And so I just yeah. had to ask myself really quick, if I'm a dad that can't spend 30 minutes alone with my daughter, like, am I really, Am I? what am I doing here? Like, how busy am I really that sure. I can't spend 30 minutes? So that's the very first dial that we look at. And I just have guys say, hey, rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. How are you doing? Where are you at on a scale of one to 10? on being a parent and then that will give you an answer if, if if it's anything less than a seven or a six then you're pretty much a, a d or an f dad it's going to be very hard for a woman your wife specifically to be really that into you because the resentment levels of her towards you are going to be really fucking high mm. that makes sense so far
0: yeah i'm i am ai am a nine i spend a lot of time with my boys
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, man. okay okay all right. Number two, the second dial. This is another big one. This is one like you talked about when your wife said, are you really listening to me or not? And this one's really, really big. It's called the partnering dial. And that is, I call it like the best friend dial. Does your wife really feel like she, you're her best friend? Meaning, can she really come and talk to you about things? And a lot of guys actually, um, you know, they're like, oh, that's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. I go, okay. Well, listen, here's the thing. If your wife can't talk to you without you, her really believing you're listening, and having engaging con- conversation back with her. First of all, she's seen you do it with your guy buddies, so it's 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 just like fuck, dude. I know I know this guy can conversate, but number two, imagine if every time you talk to somebody, you could t- you you could tell they were barely listening, to you, they just wanting something out of you. You would probably hurry up every one of those conversations as quick as possible because you don't feel like the person that's there actually wants to be there with you. And you miss out on a great, what's called the outside the bedroom connection. Outside the bedroom connection is actually what leads to inside the bedroom connection. And this outside the bedroom connection is, hey, man, I really do give a shit a lot about what's going on in your life, about who you are, what you're working through, what's happening with your mom and your parents and whatever. And I just say this, the guy that if the if this is the standard, this is the goal. I don't know of anybody who's actually totally hit it yet. I may be close, but I don't think I'm at the grand Holy Grail in this one yet. And it's this. A lot of guys, I just say, imagine, imagine what you'd have to do or who you have to become to where if your wife looked at talking to you for 20 minutes a day as the highlight of her day, she would do anything for you sexually anytime you wanted, and at any point in time you wanted. I know that would be true because. I look at the way my, my wife talks to her mom, talks to her every day, a couple of times a day. But I know that 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 morning conversation is like the big one, like setting up the, like, and if anybody has a wife that has a mom that they get along, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's sure. the highlight of her day. She wants to check in with her mom, what's happening, what's going on. And so if, if you realize that you hearing her, she feels heard and you, like listening to her and watching her with your eyes, she feels seen. And through both of those things, when you communicate back as an active listener, she feels understood, Mm -hmm. seen, heard, and understood. And if you ask any woman, what do they really want in their marriage? They want to be seen, heard, and understood. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. And so you get this opportunity as their life partner to actually dive in with this. Now here's what some guys might say to this. Um, You know, like, oh, I'm not her girlfriend. I'm not going to be her emotional tampon. Blah blah blah. Yeah, no shit. I get that. Hmm. But people talk to and confide in, and they trust people with information that they respect and look up to as well. So be that for them. She's not Uh, telling
0: her girlfriends everything she tells me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a different different wavelength. She didn't have kids with her girlfriends.
1: It's it's so different, man. And 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 their girlfriends don't wake up next to her. Her girlfriends don't know her wildest dreams. Her girlfriends don't know her biggest fears. Her girlfriends don't know a lot of the things that she's entrusted to. I can just say this. If you understand this fucking formula, connection outside the bedroom equals connection inside the bedroom, then you will be on your way to getting whatever it is you want inside that bedroom. Now, it might take time. And do they have resentment? And is and, and she going to push back when you start acting this way? Of course she is. She's supposed to push back. I tell every guy that comes to my program, just so you know, in the first week or two, your wife's going to give you a lot of pushback, or at least a little pushback on this. They go, What the fuck? Why is that? I thought I was getting better. I go, Because she wants to know this is real. Yeah. And it's not just something you read on page 43 of a book and you're trying it out to get something from her. That's the thing where any if you do any of these things with take her energy, and what a lot of guys out there, I, I say that they're 50 frumpable, 50 frumpy and unfuckable. There's a lot of guys out there teaching how to get your ex back or how to get the sex back. And then you just look at them and you're like, dude, you got more chins than Chinatown. You wear fucking pleated, right. you got leather tassels. I just happened to be a, a married dude that came onto the scene and said, hey, do you guys want to actually have real game so you can actually get your dick wet with your wife. And then they look and go, well, I, I'd hang out with that guy. That's actually a guy who could probably fucking beat me in an arm wrestling match. Fuck, what's going on here? And so it's just a it's the same message, but a little different coming from somebody that actually looks like us. And we're saying the same words that we use, like blowjobs and 69s and all the other fucking shit we talk about. And it's just like, OK, well, listen, she wants to know, can I have a great conversation with it? Because most women is their brain. It's their brain that is their most sexual organ. So she's going to test because she's already been so let down. This guy who she married that's not here anymore and he's down here and he's still expecting her to want him the same way when he was up here. But now she's reacting to this version down here and you don't like it. You want her back up here again. But she's like, dude, I got to give you what you fucking giving me. This is horseshit. And then. You actually become, start to become this guy again. She's like, well, wait a second. I've only been dealing with this motherfucker and I've seen him do this for a week or two. I better push on it to see if this is real or not. And most guys fail these fucking tests. They fail every single test. Mm. And they they are, people only test what they want to trust. Mm. People only test what they want to trust. If I was to have you sit down in a chair and it felt you fell on your ass and I kind of barely put it back together and put a couple pieces of duct tape on my hair, try it again, bro. He'd be like, "Bro, I'm not sitting back on that thing." Hey, are you fucking high? <laughs> That's the same thing when wife sees a man start to become this guy—not for her, but for him. She has to test it. Is this really for him? For him, or is he doing this to get something from me? That's what I mean by take your energy. Because hmm. these other guys that are fifty, frumpy, and unfuckable are saying, "Hey." Just go get her gifts. Uh, hey, happy wife, happy life. Hey, just do some chores around the house. And Love and,
0: languages. Love languages. That's it. That's all you got to do. love
1: it. languages. But <laughs> if you're a total pussy speaking someone's love language, there's still not a desire for them to do it. Like him and goes, dude, I got her flowers. I open her door. I go, she can hire a fucking butler for all that. Yeah. doesn't mean she wants to fuck the butler.
0: Not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that's that's so people test what they want to trust. And then when they pass the test, the trust goes up. And when the trust goes up, the lust goes up. That's when she starts to lust after she goes, wait a second. Josiah's in this relationship. I'm not just a babysitter for his kids. I'm not just fucking hot chick. He gets to parade around on his arm. I'm not just this vagina that he gets to fuck whenever he wants. But he loves the whole of me, not just the whole in me. And that's what the partner dial is all about. I love all of Jesse. Of course, I love her vagina. That's beautiful. I'm glad she has one. I'm glad she has a set of tits. That's awesome. But that's not all she is. Mm -hmm. And so I look at the rest of our life as all the foreplay up to whenever we have sex, and that is just the release. So the foreplay starts on Tuesday if I'm wanting to have sex on Friday, so to speak, as my buddy Garrett says. And it's just, everything is foreplay. Everything is connecting with her. Everything is her and I getting to know her and I, for her and I's sake. and my wife said, she's like, I feel like a walking vagina. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably not wrong. I should probably <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> this is
0: beautiful, man. This is beautiful. you you're speaking to my soul here. I'm big on energy, right? Like I think, you can sense an like even just coming on this podcast you can sense my energy right away like is this guy cool is he not cool like what does he want like does he want something out of this i'm i'm big on that right i sense like immediately i got the vibe like oh i can chill with this guy right this guy's cool man like i don't even know what you're gonna talk about but this guy's cool like let's just get after him right yeah so you got the two dials but that second one that that one is like i tell guys with fitness you know you're gonna start doing all the things. We call it muscle m- meals and, and movement, right? You're going to start getting after it, but life is going to test your ass. Yeah. Right? You're going to get after it. And then all of a sudden, boom, something's going to happen. You're going to be hit with, do I give in and say, you know what? I'm not ready for this. You know, life's going to throw me a curveball,
1: and Nah, it's not the right time. It's right. going to test you for sure. Or
0: your wife's going to test you. It's
1: going to happen. Has to, she yeah. has to figure out, is this real or not? That's just two of the five dials. We want to want to hit a couple more?
0: Bro, I want all of them.
1: Let's okay, go. Okay, all the <laughs> dials, baby. all the dials. Okay, here's here's the uh here's the here's the third dial. And uh it's the producer dial. Mm. Hey, listen. Dude, nobody wants to be around a broke dick. You know what I'm saying? Women don't want to be in a one bedroom apartment driving in cloth seats cars forever. It's it's it we're desire to expand and we're desire we have a desire for nicer things, because it's just kind of how we're wired. But yeah. it's not even so much about having a bunch of money, because yes, most of the guys I work with, because I, I mean, dude, I'm a business owner, we've been successful. That's the people I hang out with. And I understand us, you know, really well. And we have a mindset that says we will not settle for anything less than our best. That's that's the key determining factor for most entrepreneurs is I will not be under the boot of another man. And I want to become my best. And so it's running from the boot of another man, but it's also pursuing, you know, things that are nice and luxurious. And so that particular guy, a lot of men, they become workaholics and they go, hey, I'm building this for us. And and the wives are like, well, we haven't seen you. So whatever us you think is here, it's not true um we were moving into our dream home we have the nice cars. she's driven all the cool cars that you know since she's been with me and all this other stuff and it's simple it was just simple she was, i don't give a shit about any of this i just wanted to be with you but we think because we're producing at a high level that we're supposed to just get whatever you want and in fact guys who are used to producing at a high level are used to getting whatever they want so they feel extremely frustrated at home when they can't get what they want so to speak so that being said um There's the workaholic, and then there's the guy that loses his ambition once he does get money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've been both. And so um, the reason why a woman wants a man of resources is more than anything is a man of resources as a leader. Mm-hmm. And women love uh, leaders amongst leaders. They love leaders amongst other men. Why? It's wired into them because then there's a better shot for her offspring to have a better life. It's just something primal within us. But there's also something that about man that produces that even makes men admire and envy him. And the truth is, is the guy who gets laid the most inside of marriage or outside of marriage is you is is the leader among men men, and he cares more about impressing and beating men than he does about women. So Mm -hmm. it's what makes him even harder to attain for these women. And so he becomes the ultimate, ultimate prize and all, the ultimate prize that all of us love Super Bowl coming up here in in a few days. Why is it? Why do we love it so much? Because only one team gets it out of all the players that have fought so hard and all the players in the college and all the players in high schools and all the players as kids. There's only point oh 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 one percent that will ever hold that trophy. And so therefore we go, that's the prize. Well, what what's common amongst every prize? It's very hard to get hmm. the common. The common thing about every fucking great prize is it's extremely hard to get and only if you get it. And so the thing about being a producer amongst men and really actually making money and having resources is it sets you up in a better way in life and it shows that you are a leader amongst men. Yes, there's a couple little nerds that can create something that goes and makes big. But, dude, you know, what? as much as Bill Gates and Zuckerberg and all these guys look like they are the softest, weakest fucking pussies on planet Earth. There's something about a leadership ability that they were able to get people to follow them and build something that was so big that, you know, it it makes more money than most countries. And so there's something about this leadership that women gravitate towards, especially high quality women, the women that that um, that we all grew up jerking off to. That's why they want this, guys, because so it's just this. It says, man that can create resources. There's and there's something different about a man that can create money than a man that can't. He usually believes abundantly as opposed to scarcely. It yeah. is it's more fun hanging out with people that are abundant and generous than they're miserly and scarce. So you just be, you're just a better dude typically. But this is again, any one of these silos. If you just are good at this and poor both the other ones, you're not going to have very much luck. If you're if you're just a great parent. There's a lot of great dads that are not getting laid. There's a lot of great partners that are, they are just their, they're like your, their wife's gay best friend. There are a lot of guys that are just great producers and they're fat as fuck and they own casinos and they're just like, what the fuck? How is that guy getting laid? So any one of these things individually, isn't that powerful in and of itself, but to come to combine creates the ultimate attraction. So that's dial three. A lot of guys, um, a lot of guys get entitled just because they provide, protect, and produce, and therefore they become apathetic. And it's the apathy that causes them not to pursue their woman in a way that shows he's given a lot of attention to her, that she she really, this is why they say, uh, you ever heard, you know, women have daddy issues? Oh, yeah. What does that mean specifically? Well, here's what I believe it means the girls with daddy issues are usually the ones that we say are porn stars or uh, strippers or prostitutes. They had daddy issues. Well, what does daddy issue mean? It means there's, there's, they're seeking male attention. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how deep I know this is real. And it's not just something I came up with It's because it's, it's so in our society, it's just all across. We all say, Oh, she got daddy issues. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of women have daddy issues and, and, the very first man that they look up to and meet is their dad for the most part. And so there's a reason for why this works that way. So that's the third dial. Nobody wants to be, And it's, and it's just ambition. It's purely ambition. Will you, and I was do when my wife met me, I was taking over the world. And when she left me five and a half years ago, I, I, my business was, it was running pretty damn good on its own without me having to do a lot of effort. So man, that's when I was, that's when I got my dad bought, I was on the, you know, on the couch popping Chipotle burritos like they were Tic Tacs. And I lost that, just that zest of adventure and women like cats love adventure and they love mystery. So that's the third dial. And most guys think just because they hit it, they're entitled to it. And that's not the case. Bro, I love
0: this. This is so, it's so relatable to fitness because we, we teach our guys to get in shape, right? But it doesn't stop there because so many guys get abs and they're like, all right, cool. That was, that was fun. Now I'm just going to go back to the Chipotle pills, like yeah. you said. Right. But you got to have a next, a next adventure, a next mountain to climb. Like I tell our guys, go do a Spartan race. You just got shredded. Go run with your shirt off, take pictures running with your shirt off. Who? It's fucking epic. Yeah. Right. Like your, your, your kids, your wife are going to be like, damn, that's, that's my man. Right. That's awesome. Because you have Another season in you. You have another season after that. You have another target, another checkpoint. It never ends. That's like the secret. You just gotta keep you got to keep that energy and that motivation high to go
1: do something new and fun. This so is the, why women, to, the women love it. That's why it has to be you for you. Yeah. Because all this other energy is I'm doing this, and where's my bow job? I'm doing this, and why isn't she listening after me? It's like I'm
0: doing this because it's my standard.
1: Yeah, that's you have to become the most attractive version of you for you. It's the same thing with love languages. Do love languages work? Yes. If you're doing them because that's your standard and you do it to them, regardless of how they do it back to you. Mm. The love languages work only if you're you're an empowered human being. If you're not empowered, then everything looks pathetic and you're trying to get something from somebody. This is why this shit doesn't work. And this is why most men are really fucking mad because they're like, Dude, I get what I want when I when I want to get it. I get what I want. I'm that guy who gets what I want. But I fucking can't get this. Yeah, because you can't force desire. You have to create the container which where with desire and attraction and lust and wanting and longing grows. And it, I call it the marital arts. It's a lot like martial arts, but it's the marital art. You got it, listen, it's your if you want your wife to suck the white right off your dick or black if you're a black dude or fucking brown if you're my fellow Latinos, Um, not that I'm a Latino, but, um, (laughs) Spanish girl. So anyhow, um, if you want that, then you just have to say, okay, cool. Well then what do I, what container do I have to create to get that? And it's not you giving up who you are like, oh, I, I don't want to have to change me. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you to change you. I'm telling you to become a smart fucking fisherman and learn the bait that gets your wife to attract gets attracted to you every single time. That's called being smart. That's called being wise. That's called making sure you don't fucking cheat on your wife and blow up your whole fucking life and be an idiot like I did in my first marriage because I felt trapped as fuck in my first marriage. I'm like, I'm not attracted to the woman. I don't really even want to have sex with her. So what the fuck? And then, you know what I mean? And then I start looking out and I'm like, oh, well, then they, that that lady wants to have sex with me. And then you start doing this stuff that just ruins everybody. I've hurt my first three kids because of my affair and my first marriage fucking hurt them. It damaged their soul, man. And I hate that. That's why I'm so insistent about not having that happen in the second one. I was like, well, I want to be wanted. I'm used to being wanted. I've been wanted by hundreds of women, not just, hey, they send me a love card. We were naked fucking our brains out inside of a fucking bed or a beach or somewhere. And I want that feeling with my wife. And what I've discovered inside this is if you actually do what I'm telling you, dude, I wouldn't trade sex with my wife for any of those women. None of them. My best sex my best sexual experiences are with my wife by far. Mm-hmm by far, because now it's soul sex. It's two souls that want to be there and want to grow. And it's like, man, once you experience that, it just goes. why I say some guys are in the pit and they're not getting any sex at all. But then there's some guys that are on this path heading towards this peak and they see what my wife and I they go, fuck, man, that peak is way higher than I thought. I didn't realize the peak of marriage could actually be that high and fuck. They look like they're having a lot of fucking fun. What is going on there? And so even guys on the path, we have a lot of guys that come into our program. They're like, dude, it's good, but I want great. Mm. I want fucking great, dude. It's good, but I want great. And what you guys are experiencing, and here's the ultimate test. I'm going to tell you two quick stories. Number one, we've had a lot of people, whether we've been in masterminds or people have just come out and hung out with Jesse and I, that have given us their credit card on the fucking spot. I was an Arizona guy came up and handed me a credit card. We were out with a bunch of friends, and he goes, "Whatever this is that you guys," he goes, "I've seen it with my own fucking eyes. I've been with you guys all day. I'm in." Mm. And give me that's my that's one of my favorite things that ever has happened. My second favorite thing has happened. I was speaking in Salt Lake City, at uh, at at a big event, and I'm in the bathroom going pee, and I come out and wash my hands, and a guy goes, "Hey, are you the?" did you do standup comedy in Las Vegas? I go, yeah. And he goes, I was at the show with you and Bradley that you were doing. I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. He goes, I was there with my girlfriend and I go, Oh, that's awesome. Now mind you, this was about two or three months before I, he had seen me hmm. and uh, maybe four months. So it was like a little bit of a distant memory at that point. And he goes, yeah, dude, my wife and my girlfriend were, heard you talking about your wife in your comedy set but later, after you were done, I went back to the bathroom and I saw you making out with some girl in the back corner and you guys were fucking into it. And I was like, this guy's a fucking lying piece of shit. And my girlfriend saw it too. And she was like, what a fucking douchebag that guy is up there talking about his wife. And he's now making making out with this hot young girl in the back. And I go, what'd she look like? And I put up the picture, and he goes, that was her. I go, that's my wife, you dumb dumb. And he goes... Okay, well, then everything you're saying is real. I, I got to get it. <laughs> like, this is real. So it's 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 really the real life that we live. And it's way better than anything I ever experienced in a one night stand or in my girlfriend, anything like that, because it's truly soul level sex. And we've had to work through all the bullshit to get to there. And that's why it's so fucking meaningful.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, are there women that probably are, uh younger and maybe in better shape or haven't had a kid and whatever. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Sure. They don't understand my soul like Jesse does. And that's the beautiful thing is once you get that and you understand that it, it the whole game really fucking changes and you start speaking differently, you start saying things differently, mm-hmm. and, and people hear it differently. So so that's that's where we come into now. Well, I'll pause in case there's anything you want to say on that.
0: Dude, you're no, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm literally like just so locked in right now. Cause this is, this is what I know, not just me, but so many, and I say high performers, you know, the guys like us, you nailed it when you said guys like us get what we want. Yep. You know, we're so used to like, I was a top athlete, you know, then I went through a rough patch, but then I was like, Nope, Nope. I'm going to get what I want. And I created a seven soon to be eight figure fitness empire, but it's like, I have a beautiful wife because that's what I want. But it's like, this thing takes more work than just like what we're used to. Right. (laughs) You actually have to think deeper. You have to think smarter. Yeah. Um,
1: Just kind of like with you with six six pack abs, man, like probably keeping a six pack for you. I don't know. Do you have to spend much conscious thought on it anymore? Not
0: anymore, but I did for a long
1: time. Same thing with me with my married game. And I fall asleep from time to time. You know, my wife will be the first to say, hey, dum-dum, what happened? I'm like, ah, I fell asleep, my bad. Um, and 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 because I'm human, just like anybody else. And I've got a lot of irons in the fire and I'm building businesses and I'm doing the things I love too. And so um giving her all this attention isn't always the top thing on my priority list. But when I realized that I'm starting to get pudgy in that area, so it's, I go, oh, well, wait a second. So at first, it feels like you're having to really pay attention to a lot of things. Then it just kind of becomes who you are. And that's that's the goal of everything that I'm teaching is it's a becoming. It's not just a, hey, say these three words or do this thing. It's become the guy. And this is, this is what happens in your brain. And, and this sounds cocky as fuck. And I don't care because it's true. And if you can't accept it, then one day, hopefully you experience um, enough discipline that you will. But at this point in my life, I truly genuine believe that if Jesse left me, it would be her loss. Number one, I, I would be devastated because she's my best friend. I fucking love this lady with all my heart. She's the greatest person I've ever met. I would, I would feel a lot of loss too. I'm not saying I would not feel a lot of loss, but I would. my mind would be like, fuck, that's a bummer because I really liked traveling. I liked her as my co-pilot. Mm-hmm. But I also genuinely believe and know for a fact, there would be a hundred women at my door knocking on my door. The most attractive women on planet are saying, how do I become the next Mrs. Keith Yaki?" Mm-hmm. I only say that because of who I've become. It'd be like it'd be like if I'd tell you, hey, uh, you want to pick up some extra shifts down at Applebee's and we would fucking probably put 18 bucks an hour in your pocket. You good. You'd be like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Like, no. Why? Because you become somebody that you have a way different standard. It doesn't mean that you think that those people are horrible or whatever. It's just that that's not a standard that you're going to live at. And it's the same way with me. I go, I know how well I treat Jesse. I know how well I show up for these people. I know that I, and we have this in the Mary game. Our our statements are, I am the catch of the county, the Mm. catch of the fucking county, which means if I become single, I'm now the most fucking, I'm the highest ranking bachelor in all the land. I Mm. know this sounds like crazy talk, but that's what but the only reason I can say this because I can go look back at all. I've been tracking this for years now. How, how good of a parent was I? How good of a partner was I? every day? I can give myself a point for how good of a, a, a partner, parent, partner, producer. And then this next one is the one that's really key is, and this is what most guys, if there's, if they stayed this long, I don't have a, I don't have a hard stop on this. If I, can, we keep going? No, this okay. is beautiful. All right. Uh, the next one is the player dial. Mm. It's the player dial. And this is where a lot of guys forget this. And this is why a lot of guys can't say what I just said or they go, well, that sounds a little cocky. No, no, no. I play with my wife. I know how to play. I know how to be flirty. I know how to understand what makes her laugh. And, and I, I get these things for some reason, my, this, this thing is popping. I feel like a 1980s, like I'm wearing a 1980s blouse. My mom's with the fucking shoulder pack. Ah, like, oh. I just,
0: I, I keep looking at the cap delts, man. I'm, I'm, you're good. <laughs>
1: Dude, don't make me flex my calves on you, bro.
0: Dude, I'm just speaking of cocky. I'm literally the last man on earth that you'd ever want to do that to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my
0: calves, not that anyone gives a rat's ass, but my calves are something
1: oh. special. Well, let's see them. I just showed you mine. I would, but my pants won't go over them. Oh, that's that's fair. These jeans nowadays. Okay, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, those aren't bad. Those are close to mine. It's, it's terrible angle. Yeah, look, look, you got the whole you got the
0: whole thing there, man. This is like it's bigger That's, than my head, as you can see.
1: Are you are you sure they're bigger and better than mine? Dude, we're gonna
0: we're gonna have to do this in person, I think. We
1: have to do a, we'll do a calf off. <laughs> we'll do a calf off. But, but having that mentality, and the reason why we track our points is so you have the proof to yourself that says, "Hey, I know I'm showing up. I mm. know I'm deserved." When you know you deserve something, you will not accept anything less than that. Mm. Nothing. If you go buy a $200,000 sports car right now, drive it around for a month and says, dude, listen, bro, I'll give you $40,000 cash right now for it. You wouldn't take that. Why? Because you know it's worth more. Same mm-hmm. thing. When you put the work in and you become a provocateur, you will not accept any bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody, you become a $200,000 guy. You don't accept $40,000 anymore. It's there's We won't make that trade. And so that's where the confidence that seems like it's cocky comes from. It's like, no, 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 motherfucker. I can lift a, uh, I can lift a 50 pound dumbbell. That's not a problem for me. I put the work and I have the muscle. Mm. So that's what it is. I'm saying, become the guy that can do that. You have to become a guy to do this. And I realize some of this, like talking to your wife about your, um, your, your, your sexual fantasies or, 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 you know, my wife and I having sex in the back of the escalate on the way home from dinner or, uh, me saying, Hey, would you give me a blow job over here? And she's like, yeah, no problem. Like, I understand that that feels like the 450 pound squat to most guys. They're just reading the fucking magazine and learning how to get a six pack abs. I understand that, but let that be the inspiration for you to go. There is that level to go to. And it's way better. I'm telling you as a dude that's had sex with more women than most any man will fucking ever. I was telling, I think I was joking around with my buddy. I said, I probably had sex with more women than this whole fucking movement of guys combined. You know what I mean? You might want to fucking pay attention. I can tell you that it's fulfilling to a point, but nothing, not even close to fulfilling to when this, this, this marital fucking soul synergy bliss happens. And it's this fourth dial that really brings us the player dial, the player dial within your marriage. Who are you within your marriage? Who are you? And are you fun anymore? Mm. most guys are no longer fun man and that's a thing oh well, guys they go i want my wife to be playful in the bed because that's really what we're saying is we want her to be playful in the bed i want her to be playful in the bedroom i want our bl- bedroom to be like a playground okay i get it except you and the word play do not go together in any other context so what am i supposed to just assume we're going to do that here And so guys are no longer fun. They're no longer, they're they're no longer the players. And I always, I like to quote the great American poet, Cindy Lauper, when I say, you know, when she said, girls just want to have fun. Mm. She was right, man. And so a lot of guys don't bring out the sexy side of the woman because she's just, she's not having fun anymore. Mm. Everything's serious. Everything's an argument and it's always, and it's all, and it's just, so it's, it's like, they're like, I want sex. And then their wife were like, I gave you sex for like three minutes, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> hurry up. And then that's when a guy goes, well, I don't want just sex. I want like really good sex. I want you to actually, like, I want you to want this. You know what I mean? Like the old, remember that old famous uh, statement in the movie, The Breakup is one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, been yeah. And she goes, I don't want you to do this. I want you to want to do this is. Well, I, I I made a joke out of that. I said, Yeah, like like I told my wife, I don't want you to, just, you know, I don't want you just to give me a blow job. I want you to want to give me a blow job. You know what I mean? Like we want that. We want them to be involved in the act. And so some guys are in the pit where she doesn't initiate, she doesn't enthusiastically participate, and she's more into the spreadsheets than she is the bed sheets. But mm. some of you guys have pulled out of that and you're actually getting the some quantity back, but now you want the quality of sex to be. You want her ripping into your back. You want her eyes rolling back. You want her just to fucking love when you eat her out and then just watch her giggle and coo and moan because you are bringing her into a whole nother fucking world. You feel like a man, man. You yeah. know, I always say everybody wants to feel like the fucking man, but it's hard if the man ain't fucking. Well, it's really true, man. And we want, to, we want our women to be like texting us and like getting butterflies and we want those things. And we associate those things with the early part of marriage or the early part of dating actually. And it starts to cool off in marriage. Well, my wife and I have come to the agreement that if everybody just stayed like they were dating, when they were dating all through the marriage, their marriage would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, do you, when, well, when do you guys, do you guys go on date nights? And I'll ask guys, you wouldn't go on date nights? And like, yeah, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago. I'm like, okay, you probably heard me say this, but you know, I say it a lot. I go, well, what'd you do? They're like, well, we went to Home Depot to pick up, you know, for some parts for the house. And then we swang through the Chick-fil-A, you know, uh, drive through. And I'm like, well, what the fuck <laughs> bro? Like, no shit, Casanova. No wonder you're not getting more ass in the toilet seat. Like, if this is your, would you ever take a girl on a first date? Do that? Oh, I would never do that. Well, there you go. And and the women are just not used to a man being a player anymore. So a player can be a lot of things, okay? And this is how we look at it within married game. Number one, you 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 care about how you look. Mm-hmm. Women definitely do care about the a man's upper body muscular, muscularity. That that's been proven over and over and over again. So if and here's the other also the other thing that a lot of guys, they get mad at me sometimes when I say certain things. And I go, well, let me ask you this is, do you have a choice to be this or not be this? Yes. Then you're choosing, if you're not going to change it, you're choosing to stay the same. So if you know, and, and by the way, I've had women literally just stop me in a club or a base or, you know, a beach or whatever and go, your body's incredible. I've had, I've, there've been 20, my body's been just fucking totally incredible. It's okay right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I you know what I mean? I, I, I still get a lot of compliments, but not like those couple months or a lady would just be like, damn, perfect stranger. Come up and just like, fuck, I would love to fuck that body. Mm. So, so this actually has happened in my life. I'm sure it's happened in yours. Uh, I don't, I don't know how early you met your wife or how buff you've been and all this other stuff. I was
0: single my whole twenties. I got married when I was okay. 29.
1: So I can promise you without even knowing you and uh, not, 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 even pre empting you this comment. There has definitely been women that have come up to you strictly because your body and say they want to be with you because oh, yeah. of your body. Yep. it happens. Women like that stuff as well. So a lot of guys are like women aren't individual. OK, I know that they've been taught and told to say that they're not. And I agree. It may not be the most attractive thing. But from a distance and from you to eat before you even open your mouth, that is a huge fucking advantage. I can I can promise you that. The, the best looking guy, even if he's dumb, will catch the attention of a woman better than the smartest motherfucker who, who, who doesn't look like he's that physically, uh, like he could protect or really do much damage if somebody came in with some bad intent. Yeah. So he's in great shape. He actually knows how to dress. He wears shit that actually fits him. And, and listen, I've met guys that are really thin and lean. That may not look like they could fuck anybody up, but no jujitsu. And they could fuck both you and I up with the one hand time behind the back, but they wore clothes that were size appropriate. So they looked like they were in control. I mean, dude, if Brad Pitt from uh, uh fight club walked up to you with a baggy shirt, you and I would both think this guy looks like a fucking idiot. Correct. Takes the shirt off and you go, Oh, well, there's a whole different fucking story. So dressing to actually accentuate how, what kind of body you actually have smelling good, having things tailored, I get it that these aren't the things that cavemen and prehistoric men were fucking thinking. Even pre-modern men weren't thinking about this. But in our day and age, women do actually give a shit about this. Playing, um, being able to how to flirt, knowing how to joke. Mm. I've, dude, I've laughed my way into more hot fucking vagina than anything else, dude. <laughs> I have got them laughing and just gag- giggling and. And it's 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 like this energy because if you're funny, here's what it takes to be funny: it takes not really caring what other but people think. So somebody who's extremely funny is willing to say shit because funny usually means you're saying something that's true that nobody really wants to admit from an angle that people definitely haven't seen. Mm. And if you're willing to do that, you must have a fucking big set of balls because you're gonna you're willing to say something that people could disagree with, could not like. So the, the 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 attraction to humor is way deeper than just ha ha we like to laugh. It says so much about a person who can laugh, especially if they can laugh at themselves and still remain very high status. There's a lot of psychology to it, but yeah. wh- the, you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get your wife if you're playing with her, meaning you're playing games she likes. You're going places she wants to go. Dude, I can tell you we've had the greatest fucking sex and the greatest times ever, high drunk, having the time of our life in a Vegas. we live in Vegas. We lived in Vegas and we'd hire the nanny for the night to just watch our baby at least once a month. And we would go down, eat the best restaurants, go to the best concerts, have the best fucking sex of our life multiple times at night, and do Vegas as a Vegas local with a fucking wife, but do it like we were fucking single, but do it together. It's like, how are you going to stop that couple? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's this energy of, dude. The dating never stops. Mm. The I want to be with you and fun never stops. The what kind of adventure and situation do we want to find ourselves in next? Never stops. It, I I always say this: women want to be thrilled and fulfilled. Mm. They want to be thrilled and fulfilled. Fulfilled is the. We've got the house. We've got. The, I feel protected. I feel, you know, secure. That's the fulfilled safety and security. But the thrilled is the seduction. It's the shenanigans. It's the oh my god! What if we got ourselves? If all your good stories are from way back when, you ain't living, man. That's my true. best stories are now, dude. I've got the best fucking stories with Jesse. Just from two weeks ago, we're like, can you fucking believe that? That that's my best friend. And we're going to go do shit together. That's adventurous. And so there's this wild, fun, exciting thing about being together that makes early dating like early dating. I understand because they got that new car smell, but dude, new car smell is nothing compared to fucking old soul vibes, man.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Our best sex is we do day dates a lot because, you know, I run my own business. So I can I can cut out for the day. Nighttime can be hard sometimes. We have two boys. Um, but, you know, we're creative. Say, all right, we're going to just cut out from work for the day and uh, go do something fun. The sex, that day, unbelievable. Best. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and and I will say, you know, you, I was thinking about your rating system. You know, I, I, I'd give us a nine on that because, you know, like we're going to L.A. Uh, in a couple of weeks, um, actually next week. And that's an adventure. We're just going. You know, we're just like got got babysitters. Kids are staying home. We go for four days. Like we, we live for that, right? Yeah. Our stories are going to be absolutely nuts. Like we're going to live like we're 18 or not 18, 21, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. 21
0: out there. Right. But it's like I speak from experience with that. You are spot on. You can never. Oh, my gosh. Whenever whenever I'm in a dry spell, as I call it, where it's like, damn, not getting not can that ass, you know, like I need I need it. The one go-to that I know will always work for me, at least speaking for myself, is the adventure. Let's set up a day date. I'll be like, babe, Thursday, I'm not working. Clear schedule. Let's go. And at the end of that day, just because I'm into it, I'm not doing it for the sex. I'm into it. I actually have a blast.
1: Reconnecting.
0: We're reconnecting. Yeah. That's where the intimacy goes to another level.
1: Dude, this is bro. This is this is this is life, man. Like the other, we live in uh, we live in Orange County, but Hollywood is about an hour and a half away. L.A. about an hour and a half away. Okay. And uh, I used to do a lot of stand-up comedy on the strip. I performed at the Comedy Store. Uh, <laughs> same night as Rogan before, man. And That's same night so as-
2: sick.
1: I've got to perform at the same nights with some of these really cool. Got to perform with Kevin Nealon from Senate Live. Some cool, well, cool oh comedian. Gosh. And a buddy of mine runs a show down there and he calls up, he goes, Hey man, I got tickets tonight. It's our, uh, our, our, I think it was their ninth or 10th anniversary for their running their show. Um, and I'm like, it was a Thursday night, which, you know, we probably jokingly call. Maybe you do too, boys. It's a school night, right? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and I said, Hey Jesse, you you want to go to eat your favorite West Hollywood? We, there's a couple of restaurants we've, we love at West Hollywood. Anything Lisa Vanderpump, Jesse loves. As nice. this show, and I go. You want to go eat at Tom Tom, and then go to um the comedy store. And I uh, said, so, you know, we can get a booth, and we end up getting Mitzi, the owner's booth, at this show in West Hollywood. We didn't get home till like one or two, man, and it, we had a fucking blast, dude. Like we were just having such a—I mean, just causing all sorts of co- chaos <laughs> and how we cause chaos, and, and it was fun. It was lively and. And it was just like, if you're not doing that, then you're missing out, A, on the life that you want. And someone goes, dude, I want I want my dating life better again. I go, you know who's in control of that? You. Hmm. You get to decide what your date life looks like while you're married.
0: I got a question on that. And it just okay. hit me because I think, and I'm just going to speak from my experience. I'm sure a lot of guys will feel the same way. I don't know why sometimes... When given opportunities to be adventurous, like I like, I just went through how great I am at the day dates and all that stuff. But there's still moments where I pass on opportunities almost because I'm afraid that if I do it, some other area of my life is going to slip, right? So maybe I become boring. It's like, oh, well, shit, if we go to West Hollywood and we're out till two, well, damn, I got meetings the next day, like shit, you know, like I'm not gonna be on top of my game. And then my wife has resentment if she finds out that I skipped on it. Right. Cause she wants that shit. She's like, dude, I'll fucking let's go. I don't, I don't need sleep. (laughs) I needed, I need thrills, man. I'll sleep. What is that? Like, that's my wife totally like to a T. Um, and I just wonder why, why do I do that? You know what I mean? Why do I pass on those opportunities? Is it fear? Like, what
1: is it? Well, maybe it, well, there's a couple of reasons probably. Um, number one, you may not see, you may not see, you may not see how important they really are. Mm. Um, and so if, there, if there's not a lot of importance on something, you know, if there's no desire for it, you're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like probably the number one thing you've realized in the guys have gotten success going through your program is they've had a, a deep, deep fucking unwavering desire to finally get to want to look the way that it was that desire that pulled them. And so they they would be willing to do whatever it took to get that. That's the common thread with guys who go through a married game. Anybody who wants any change, there's got to be this deep fucking desire that. So if you are thinking there's a lot of fulfillment in your life, but not, a lot of fulfill, but not a lot of thrills, mm. um, or she's really fulfilled, but not really thrilled. And you might just want to say, okay, well, where you just have to, you got to understand this every you're going to have to pay the investment to get the ROI, no matter what you want. So if you understand for my wife and my, to have this carnal fucking lust thing going after each other. And I know that after dating her and doing shit that she likes and being adventurous. And I took my wife on a couple hour hike over here in Laguna dude, she was like, this was as almost damn good as sex for me. I was like, well, <laughs> well that must, that is that what are you talking about? My sex? And she goes, okay, oh, this was fulfilling as fuck for me. Like yeah, yeah. She, loved it. she felt so connected and, um, So those day date type things create that real connection because you feel like you're skipping on something everybody else thinks you should be a part of. There's a lot of psychology why those day dates are so powerful. But Mm. back to your question, why do you avoid it? Well, first of all, you're radically committed to your goals. So any any deviation from that feels like you're letting yourself down and that's letting your identity down. You're not going to want to do that. So you just need to put it into the identity of, okay, for Josiah Novak to be totally like an A plus on everything you just don't, there's going to be some investment in that particular dial. You're going to have to make to get that thing to be where you want it to be. So it might be, Hey, we're going to do a comedy store one time, but I'm not, I don't like to stay out really late either. I, my honest, uh, not honest, but like my regular standard routine is I'm in bed by like last night I was, I was hitting the quilts about seven 45, mm-hmm. seven, almost eight o'clock. Cause we just put our daughter to bed. We didn't have sex last night. So I'm like, I'm going to bed. And I was thrilled. Like if I'm in bed before eight, I'm like so fucking happy because I want to get (laughs) up to four and do my thing. Yeah. Then I realized there's times where it's like, but I know know, know this little filly needs to get out and just fucking (laughs) run around a little bit. And you know what? It makes her feel amazing. Like she's still alive. She's still vibrant and that we're not missing out on anything on that as well. So it's just a little taste and we come back, little taste and we come back. So if I just think you might not understand how vitally important it is. And now that you maybe re-see it a different way, yeah, you'll, you'll be like, no, no, no. I, I want to create that. I want to create that.
0: Yep. That makes so much sense. What's yeah, the last I, dial?
1: <laughs> power dial. The last dial is the power dial. And this one is, we. The, I added this into the program after i had had about 100 guys go through the program. We're about 250 guys have come through now. And um, just the coaching thing, there's about another 100 guys have just bought the modules, but mm-hmm. but about 250 guys have come through the actual full-blown coaching. And after about 100, of them realized, man, shit, some of these guys are getting the force four dials but they're not getting laid the way I know they need to be. And there's something off. And I could hear in the energy of how they talked. And I realized we had to add a fifth dial. And actually the guy who was working at the time was really keen in on and, and, and you know, recommended. He wanted to have more like a purpose dial, but I was like, no, there's, there's something different. And it's the power dial. And it's this energy of, uh, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we're go-getters outside of the home. And then we come back home and we start acting like the employee, We start checking the clock and, okay, what do you need me to do? How can I help? Blah, blah, blah. And we start acting like fucking the help as opposed to the, the lead going, okay, uh, I'm here to be with you guys. I'm radically present with you guys. If you need help doing something awesome, but it's not coming in with this helper energy. It's coming in with this. um, More of an empowered energy of like, they're excited to be with me, but. It it starts way back before that. So there's four questions we have every guy ask every single time, and it's simply this. And let me tell you what it's meant to get rid of, and then you'll understand why the questions are what they are. Mm. We're trying to get rid of this needy, pouty, bitch validation mode that most guys are in Mm. with their wife. So they they'll go and do these things. You know, they'll 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 type in the internet. How do I get my wife to want to have sex with me again? How do I want my wife to want me? And then you'll get some dude that's 50, frumping, unfuckable, talking about you need to learn how to communicate. And they're like, oh, fuck, OK, I'm going to communicate. And they go and they try a few communication lines only to have it blow up in their face and like, fuck, that didn't work. And then they start getting mad. And this was supposed to work because fucking Stanley over here at fucking Plea to Khakis R Us said, if I did this, that would happen. And they're like, fuck, that doesn't work. And they go through this these mechanisms. All only reinforcing something in her brain. And that is, this guy is trying all this shit just to get something from me. Correct. And therefore, he has no power in her eyes. Mm. And so she's like, ugh. And it leads to them falling into what we call the mom matrix. The mom matrix is where the wife actually looks at the husband almost like another kid. And a lot of guys will say that, like, I got two kids, but my wife says she has three hardy, hard, hard, hard. Well, the the intention is um, that you just do what you're told when you're at home and you're not a leader. And so therefore, all the things that you are at home are really unattractive based on because you think this is how you're supposed to do this happy wife, happy life bullshit. And it's not true. No, a true, happy wi- a true happy wife is one that has a husband that's standing in his power that she can lean upon, that she can test. And if she tests him, he doesn't buckle under pressure. Therefore, she can trust him. It's how we're actually wired. And so the power dial, we ask simple questions. Did you do any of this personal development for uh, your wife other than you? And did you get m- and butt her if she didn't notice? So a lot of times we don't even want the guys. I don't care if they tell if their wife in the program or not. That doesn't really matter. But if, but I go, listen, if you're doing this just so you can get a cookie, a gold star or her nookie, she's not going to go, wow, I can't wait to fuck this stuff. She's like, oh my God, I'll give him some pity sex. Like the little child that he is like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. Oh, I better throw you get him. a
0: missionary. That's it. <laughs>
1: missionary is it and it better be over soon and it better with be my shirt gone.
0: on with my t-shirt on
1: t-shirt on under two <laughs> sets of covers and don't you dare try and flirt with me or even talk with me after this thing like, do turn have, the lights I want, on i lights don't are, want anything
0: no lights no lights have to, you have to go in blind
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so you understand this and a guy's like no dude i want i want i want i want you to like be like crawling like a puma up the stairs to get me i want you in for the I want you heat-seeking missile right onto my man part. Like, I want you to want this. And she's like, how could I, you little fucking child? You can't even put your clothes in the hamper. You get them right next to it. What are we talking about? My wife's like, dude, um, did you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? a long time ago. You have a peanut butter (laughs) and jelly sandwich? I'm like, oh, my God, thinking she's Nostradamus. How do you know? She's like, pretty fucking simple. You got a glob of peanut butter and a fucking smudge of jelly over there. You little fucking child. I was like, "Oh my God!" So, what are you doing this for? The, what's the motivation? If it's for so many women, especially if they're like checked out, they're like, "You don't change for me, man. Like this, it's not even going to work. Like I'm so not, I'm so not into you. I'm so over you." So they don't even like the energy. They, they women have told us they don't like this energy. The second one is, is are you afraid to ask for sex for fear of rejection? And then when you, and if you get rejected, are you a pouty little bitch? And dude, even guys that are get deep in the game and really have game with their wife sometimes still fear this fear of rejection from old programming, old wiring. And we have ways that we can tell you teach you how to break out of that to where you never think that again because that's limiting you. And, and if you ask, you ask them a really fucking weird energy. And then if you don't get it, then you start to be a pouty little bitch. You start acting passive aggressive and like, well, maybe I take the trash out more if I fucking got some sex around here. And then it becomes this transactional thing. And you're just like, Oh Jesus, dude, this is not going to work out very well. (laughs) And guys, they don't understand how to break out of it. Another question that we ask ourselves um, is, and this is the overarching principle of everything is, you know, do you do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it without fault? Mm. Men are fucking horrible at this, man. Men are yeah. horrible at this. And like, my wife isn't afraid of me cheating on her. She's not like, oh, he's going to go find someone better. She knows that I don't, I, there's, there's, I'm not going to find anybody better. I, I've i got the fucking best and I'm in love with her and I would never do anything to hurt her or break her heart. And, but it's not about that kind of trust. It's, can she actually lean on my word and it stand up? Mm-hmm. And it's for me, dude, I used to say, yeah, I'll hang the painting. And then it'll be a month later. And she's like, why didn't you hang the painting?" Or, Yeah, I'll stop by the office and get you something. Uh, I stop by on my way home from the work and get you something. Then I forget like, oh, I was really busy. There's always an excuse for why my word to her didn't fucking matter. And that causes the trust to go down. And when the trust goes down, the lust goes down. So a lot of guys are like I'm changing, babe. And she's like, oh, I've heard that before. Dude, there's a lot of guys that jump on sales calls with us and figure out if they are actually a good fit to be in our program. Because we really want to make sure you're a good fit. We've got a fucking 100% success record. And I'm not going to fuck that up because some idiot thinks that all we want is their money. Dude, swiping the credit card is the fucking hardest part. I'm sorry, the easiest Easiest part.
0: part. That's
1: the easiest part. Becoming this dude that's actually fuckable to your wife is a whole different version of you, man. And so I don't say that to scare anybody. But I do say it to say, hey, listen. If you don't do what you say you're going to do. And most men say, my word is my bond. When it's not. People are like, hey, yeah. hey, man, uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. And then, you know, last man's like, oh, I can't make it. Sorry. Like, what the fuck, man? No heads up, no nothing. Like, and so our women are used to this, and men are used to getting away with this. And it's just like, it's no fucking problem. It is a big problem. So therefore, uh, the reason why so many women sprain their eyes, rolling their eyes at their men is because they don't believe that he's going to do what the fuck he says he's going to do anymore at all that's a big deal another thing that a lot of guys do and this is what the power dot talks about we say you know do not edit or audit did you edit or audit your shine for fear of being disagreeable what that simply means is like were you afraid to be are you editing who you are are you auditing mm-hmm. your shine are you playing playing smaller because you're having to walk on eggshells around somebody and you're just you 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 you've settled for being tolerated, not celebrated. And my we have a big statement in my house. I will not be fucking tolerated, I will be celebrated. But I have to also know I'm a man worthy of celebration, and I'm doing that because I would celebrate me. I am clear enough about what the fuck's going on that I'm not living in law-law fantasy land. And so, dude, if you really do what you say you're gonna do when you say you're gonna do it, that is the most sexiest thing. Hmm ever to your woman because it's the small things it's the little things that are pissing her off and what most guys don't understand is that most women will plan a year or two before they leave they'll put up a lot of shit and then they're fucking when it's over it's over then those guys are calling me to get their ex back so within married game we help them get their sex back but we also have a lot of guys that call us up trying to get their ex back as well Mm -hmm. and we have a very high fucking success rate at that because It's a very similar principle, which is simply this. Whether you're trying to get the sex back or you're trying to get the ex back, it's very simple. You have to become the most attractive version of you for you, plain and simple. The guy who has worked on his body, worked on his personality, become a great parent, a partner, provider, producer, this guy is not lacking sex. And if he is, it's his own fault because at that point, now he's choosing to stay in a situation that is way below his standard rather than saying, you know what? Hey, I've done everything I can. I know my worth. I know where I'm at and I'm not going to settle anymore. And then that man decides he'll exit the relationship at that time. Mm. So there. It, so the bottom line, I hope that everybody's hearing is we teach guys like you will fix your sex life. It may not necessarily be with your current wife right now, but if you're willing and committed to fix your sex life for the rest of your life, we can help you. And do we it, We we do have guys that end up getting divorced through our program, but it's because they come through, they actually become a provocateur. And then we teach them to have grace and to give space and to let their wife rise. But some of the wives are just like, no, I, this new version of you is amazing, incredible. And I actually don't want to become that with you. And those guys have left and end up finding, we've, it's been, we've been around long enough where guys have left and found new spouses and they're happy as shit, not because they're new, but because they're built off of a principle of, Hey man, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle for this. And most guys when they go, I'm not settling for this, usually tell everybody else to change. But when a real man says, I'm not going to settle this. And he looks to change himself. That's the guy who truly does get what he wants.
0: Damn, This is probably one of my favorite podcasts ever. I don't say that lightly. I've done a lot. I've done shows with a lot of big names this is this is powerful stuff speaking of power (laughs) this is a sledgehammer
1: bro it's 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 it and i i think why you might be affected by this so much not because yes there's a lot of wisdom in here a lot of practical steps but what i the feedback i'm hearing that's why i'm asking i'm asking this question to you is is there's so much hope Mm. there's so much hope like whoa i truly can create anything i want and i used to think i had to wait for somebody else to create it. But now I realize, is that kind of what's happening with you?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I've lived a lot of this stuff, right? So I know you're speaking straight facts because I've experienced the good, some of the good and some of the bad that you just went through. And, uh, I'm married to my best friend. And, uh, the hope part is spot on because when you're married to your best friend and it's the woman that you're like, nah, this is it. Like, this is it. There's no plan B here. It's hopeful and inspiring to hear like, Hey, you don't have to be like, you know, I see thousands of guys come through our program, right. Where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm getting in shape, but I'm fucking miserable with my wife. Right. And you start to like, just because we're all in this, this human race of like, Oh, I see all these things that are normal or supposedly normal happening. And you like, don't want that at all. You're like, Nope, I don't want any part of that. But a small part of you sometimes, when you're at low vibration, and you're kind of like, yeah, it's been a bad day or whatever. a Small part of you thinks, fuck, that could be me. Hmm. Right. If I'm not careful, that could be me. But yeah. then you hear all of this. And first of all, anyone who's got an open minds, who's got our type of energy where it's like, no, I want, I want to improve. It's on me. Like, let me go. Let me, give me the, give me the blueprint. I'll do it. You tell me how high to jump. Like, I'm going to jump high. Those type of guys, this conversation should be inspiring. Yeah. You know, because, The guy who's got a lot of blocks up, who's like, no, no, no. Well, she's this, she's that. Like, it's going to take some work for sure. But the guys like us who are like, dude, put it on me. Put it on my back. I'll run. I'll go. This is like a hopeful message because you have the blueprint, at least the start of it, right? Like a a really, I mean, this is a very, I mean, you just gave, you gave your best stuff away.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't. Wait. No, I didn't. It feels like you did. You gave me so much goal here, man. That That's how, this is how rich, this is why we have the high success rate when guys come into our program. It's based off that framework, but I could show you a couple of filters and a couple of frameworks that would blow your mind. You would see your words would change instantly. When you heard them, you'd be like, Oh, 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 like just a few things. It's why dude, it's honestly, if I'm, I'm being hundred percent fun about this, <laughs> a lot of guys like you who have interviewed me that like, we haven't had a chance to really connect. End up coming through the program and going, "Fuck, dude! Like, wh- oh, yeah. why didn't we talk about that on the podcast?" I'm like, "Bro, you love the <laughs> podcast. You love the podcast. Have me back on. We'll go in deeper dive." But I'm telling you, it's because there's there's basic psychology that, when broken down the right way, you go, "You're making so many connections because you're like, this is the exact same as fitness. Like, the guy's got to change his brain before he changes his abs." Yep, hundred percent. So oh, 100%. it's it's so fun to see this happen, man. I Dude, it's
0: it so it's so funny because uh all of the dials leading up to power, I felt like oh, there's a lot of things that I'm doing great. You know, I'm a great dad. You I'm not the second dial of like connection and listening and 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 actually being interested in her. Like there's some work to be done there at times because I'm an introvert and all day long I'm listening to people all day, right? And so wow. when it's the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I need to breathe. <laughs> Give me some space. Right. I just want silence. I just want silence. And we we've communicated on that, but there's still times where I go, you know, but, but I'm a, I'm a guy who wants the best relationship, right? That's part of who I am. That's my identity. So I'm going to have to give a little bit in those moments sometimes where it's like, you know what? I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm not going to die. I can be totally interested. Let me, let me treat this like a podcast. I'm fucking interested in shit right now. Right. So when she comes home and she wants to Talk to me about her day. It's a podcast, baby. I'm very interested. Let me help you break it down. I'm there for you. And then I'll get my introverted time and then I'm get my sex time too. Right. But I'm putting the pieces together. And then when you talk about power, though, I started immediately. I'm sure guys, a lot of guys listening to, I started to audit myself immediately. I'm like, oh shit, my bathroom counter is not perfectly organized. And I told her I was going to do that. And I know she's on it. (laughs) She's walking past that every day going, that son of a bitch's pills are still out. What the hell is he doing? And even if that's not the biggest thing, it's still a thing. There's still a leak in the ship there, right? Like I talk about the Titanic all the time with my people with fitness is like, you might not think it's a big deal because it's a tiny little hole. But I bet you there's a lot of other holes that you're not even seeing right now that you didn't follow through on what you said you were gonna do. And that shit is weak. And there's many times now. my wife doesn't describe me as her third child. Not yet. (laughs) I'm not going to let that happen, but I'm sure there are times where like yesterday, I took them all skiing yesterday for the day. And I acted like a little bit of a bitch. I'm not going to lie. Like when I really think about it, I didn't take full control of some of the situation. I kind of like go, oh, let me just hand it off to you, babe. You tell us what to do. And I'm like, that was weak. And I bet you didn't turn her on. You know, it probably didn't make her feel all like, ooh, this guy's the shit. It was probably like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with
1: this all day. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? So it's like,
2: I'm shaking uh, my head it's...
1: vigorously for those just listening to the audio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, you know, like you, so you start to audit and you go, man, I can clean up this. Cause when people hear power, I think a lot of times, you know, guys think, uh, what's the hot buzzword? Toxic shit, right? It's like, eh, no. It, it's it's being the man because you are a man and doing what you say you're going to do, even with the little stuff, even with the trash, even yeah. with the dishes, whatever you say you're going to do. And then, and then being like, and cause I love how you describe energy. It's such a, like, I like to think part of why I'm successful is I'm good at picking up on energy and I'm good at matching energy. Right. And I'm good at not being a weirdo. <laughs> That's what I like to tell my people. Right. It's, I'm good at just not being a freaking creep. So when you come to the household, like I, you know, the boys are home. My wife is home. We're all kind of just like doing our thing. It's like, you have to be the CEO a little bit, right? It's like, I'm going to give like instructions. I'm going to help the homework. Oh, I see the homework. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do the homework, but I'm not going to do it because, Oh, I'm going to do the homework. Cause mommy told you, told me to help you with your homework. Yeah. That's not the energy. It's like, Oh bro, I'm a math. I, I had A's in math. Let me sit down with you. Let me knock this out yeah. with you, buddy. knowing my wife would do it if I didn't do it. But she sees that and I'm not doing it because oh, this is going to get me laid. I'm doing it because I want to be that guy. Yep. That's the energy you got to bring. It takes practice. Yep. Takes practice, purposeful
1: practice. Well, dude, not only that, but like uh, my buddy, Carlos said it so well. And he goes, you know, my family's going to get the best of me, not the rest of me. Mm. And uh, I, I started, this was probably about mm, maybe eight or 12 months ago. I stopped looking at the weekends as my time off hmm. and I started looking at it. That's when I'm, that's when I'm a full-time dad and a full-time husband. And the rate, the reason I did that was because it's like I could catch myself relaxing on the weekends. First of all, I I had I had the realization that weeks and weekends were built by people. Oh, yeah, I know it's the biggest uh, scam in history. Yeah. And, and, and fucking the farm, my, my, my farming background my great grandpa, they, they never heard of a fucking weekend. You know what I mean? Like they were milking fucking everything and whatever. Yeah, there's no days. So, so I started to go, okay, wait a second. So this isn't, a, this is a super entitled fucking mentality. I'm going to work. You know, I usually work from like five in the morning to about five at night, Monday through Friday. I'm sorry, Tuesday through Friday. I started looking at Saturday and Sunday is my time to be with my family all day long. What are we doing? we we'll pick what you want and, and let's have a good time. I come up with some ideas and And really look at like the CEO in the sense of I my job is to create a container that is great. What is my, if, if if my life is this awesome thing that any woman would want to be a part of, am I creating that? Or am I just saying that? So I look at Saturday and Sunday is my time to be full-time dad, full-time husband. They know they've got two days to hang with me. No distractions. No, I'm not bullshit on the phone, nothing. And then I take Monday off for me. I come over here to my man cave. I get high, I hang <laughs> I fucking talk to God, I let God talk to me, I dance here, I play pool, I watch a movie, I do whatever the fuck I want all Monday until about Monday around five, and I just go home, mm. recharged, ready to go, fired up, full of piss and vinegar, ready for, I just figured if I ain't living while I'm living, am I really living? I love that. And so that's, so Saturday and Sunday, they got my, and then when I come home, they got my full attention. You know what I do before I go home? ah, I go, I just get totally clear to like, I'm done with this place. Even though as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about everything. I get it. But I'm like, what is my reputation at home for when I come home? Mm. What's my reputation with my wife and my daughter? And now we have my 16 year old niece living with us. What is their reputation? And and I got to be really mindful of that. What's my reputation with these two with these three human beings that when they they get to see me, you guys get to see this version of me. What version of me do they get to see? So as an entrepreneur, I rearranged my life to be in such a way to where I'm like, no, man, I, I can't. First of all, I think weekends are that's 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 not I know that's how our world's kind of set up, but that's that's a bullshit way of doing it. I'm not doing it that way anymore. Yeah. So I did that about eight, 12 months ago, and it's been amazing dude because i know if i'm gonna get that one day nobody can interrupt it my wife will never interrupt that day Mm. one full day of just what the fuck does keith yak you want to do today anything goes anything goes it helps me show up the other days like like i'm not going to come home and be like oh i'm tired from work no you're not Mm. what would you fucking do talk to people (laughs) <laughs> I used to be a poor thing, and I actually had to work for a living, not just fucking tell people wisdom about all the bullshit pain I went through and how I figured it out. You know what I mean? So I had to start really yeah. reconfiguring. What? What? How are you actually looking at this in reality, Keith? And let's fucking be a man about this. So yeah, dude. Pretty. You, cool You
0: sold online fitness programs all day. You poor thing. Are you gonna be okay?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what yes. I mean? So it's just. I just. It, it, again, I started looking at what's my standard. What's my standard? Yeah. What's my standard? Well, my standard is not be a fucking pussy, so then I can't like I can't use pussy ass excuses because that's not what that's not what my standard would be. So, dude, it's just bro. There's so many things I get so deep into all of these things of how I actually look at a Dad. Like, my I'll give you the best parenting advice I've ever gotten because there's dads in here, and then I know we're probably running really fucking late on time. But this is amazing.
0: This is awesome. Let me just,
1: I'll give you this, dude. This changed for me big time about oh shit. This is going on for maybe two two and a half years, maybe. And it was simply this, uh, when I would sit down with my daughter and sometimes I'll have her for the whole weekend. Cause my, my wife, you know, should drive and hang out with her mom and go away for the weekend with you know, her, her friends and stuff. And, uh, which is, I think every guy should send their wife away for a day. So that way they can spend just their time with their kids so that you can make their food. You bond with them way differently than if mom's there oh fucking you and all the oh shit. Oh my gosh. It's
2: huge.
1: It's the law of energy says if there's two people there, they're going to focus on it. And when there's third, it's going to be split and divided. Mm. Anyhow, all that simply. So what I would do with Jovi is I would wake up and go, okay, uh, we used to call it an itinerary, but then we started calling a playlist. And Mm. I we'd get up Saturday morning or Friday night, like, all right, what are we doing this weekend? And then I would have her and I make the itinerary together. And I would let her, she liked, you know, putting in the emojis. Okay, what are we doing next? And I let her come up like, okay, you're if you were to lead us into a day of activities, what does that look like? She's mm-hmm. eight. So I'm instilling leadership qualities into her. And I'm telling her, this is the best piece of advice. I started saying, What do you want to do? And then I start doing that with her as opposed to as opposed to saying, hey, let's go do this. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. shift. Huge. But, but same in marriage. If I go, hey, what does my wife want to do? <laughs> Rather than me you always know, saying, I got to do what I want to
0: do. Dude, I'm so, such a good dad. Like, no, as the cool kids say, no cap. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what it I'm t- such
0: t- a good dad. Like, the shit you do, that's, that's what I do. But here's the messed up part. I don't always do it with my wife. And it would work so well. Yeah. Like, I have the answers. Like, right here. Like, I'm yeah. a badass dad. All my friends, dude, they're like, you're the best dad ever. Like, how do you do it? You're so busy. Blah, 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 blah you know, you're so in shape and you're still the best dad ever. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. And I'm a good husband, but I want to be a great husband. Yeah, I want to yeah. be, the, I want to be, I don't want to be great. I want to be a spectacular. Yeah. Like this dude's on another planet. Like, how does he do that? Cause yeah. I look at you. I'm like, that's how I feel about you and, and your wife. I'm like, damn there's levels to this game baby i want to play the game though
1: <laughs> yeah dude, bro i'll tell you that is so good to hear i believe it, it's true because a lot of people tell it to us but honestly yeah. we, each other, we and we've said on our podcast we're like is there any other couple that you look up to right now you're like i wonder how they do that and the answer is no we don't we haven't seen those doesn't mean they're yeah. they're, we just haven't seen them with our own eyes or heard them with our own ears but i'll tell you what man um dude it's so great to hear because like we lean towards that as well. And we're actually, you know, married game. It The the hook is usually guys that are not getting what they want, lean yeah. in. And go, I got to figure out this out. But what's interesting is the high level relationships that are around us and that my high level friends that come to me and go, man, shit, the key, the, the shit you've told me or talked to me has so elevated my game yeah. that i i just i didn't i never thought i never saw things the way you're telling me to see them but now that i see them how did i not ever fucking see this (laughs) exactly that's why i jokingly say i sell the pet rock it's it's a rock but it's it's packaged in a way that you believe it's your pet
0: well dude i'm already putting the and i know this is this could be an eight-hour podcast amazing um I'm putting the connections together already. I know we'll we'll have to have you back on for sure. I mean, my people are going to die to have you back on, but I'm already putting the the connections together because it's funny you mentioned the Monday, right? And I'm like, bro, guys, we're talking about sex or getting your ex back or whatever. You're going to get whatever you want. Like straight up. You want a day off to yourself every week, Monday? Like, yeah, you're going to get that. It's not just about the sex. Like we... Guys were always like, yeah, one more sex." I'm a simple guy. I just want sex, food on the table. Bullshit sometimes. Bullshit. There's things you want you're afraid to ask for. Yeah. You know, like I want to go to the gym at this time, this day. The only reason she's giving you a hard time is because you don't have all these dials in, bro. Like, yeah. that's it. So like your Monday, I'm I'm thinking Keith gets his Monday because he's a savage. He's got all the other stuff fully locked in. Yeah. So he's like, babe, don't, don't talk to me on Monday. She's like, cool. Hell Yeah. That's awesome. Go do she your gets Monday. It's so happy for me. Oh, yeah. She's like, so, yeah, she's like, dude, Monday, it's Mon- It's Keith Day. <laughs> Keith Day. That's awesome. But, dude, all right. We got it.
1: All that ahead, to say anything you want to create, you can create. Mm-hmm. I've always just said, hey, if there's a guy that's got the blueprint, fucking show me how to do it. And exactly. that, that's what we've created. Like, if guys need to get in shape, they're coming to you. They're like, well, it, you have the fruit of what they want. I have the fruit of what I know every guy wants in terms of a relation. I feel like a relationship billionaire if I'm being honest with you, man.
0: Yeah. Where do you guys start with you? Because we have a ton of killers that listen to this show that are crushing at least one area of life. Maybe it's yeah. business fitness, or whatever, but where do they start?
1: The The best place to go, if, if this conversation is like, I, I need to learn more about how to get my wife to want me and to have sex with me and all this stuff. I would highly encourage them to go to just marriedgame.com. And if they jump on the phone with me or my other guy and they tell us they', you know, they heard us on your podcast, we always make sure that no matter where anybody's heard us from, that whoever sent them our direction gets taken care of really well. It's just how we operate. and um everybody tells me no no don't do it whatever but i i i always do it and everyone's like fuck you're like the first guy that's ever done that no it's just how i operate business i want every one of you fucking sweet sexy modely muscly guys sending people over to me who are not getting their dick wet the way they could because they should with a body like that you should be getting laid as much as you want is what i'm (laughs) saying now i know it takes the other stuff but come on now yeah. So uh, they can go to marygame.com. If they're just interested in saying, man, this guy's got some interesting philosophies on life that I would just like to follow and stay in touch with, probably the best place is where you found me. And that is on Instagram at keithyaki.com I have a shit ton of videos on there. Mm-hmm. We release two clips a day on Instagram that are from all the podcasts I've done and, and my own podcast here. So Beautiful. that's probably what I say.
0: Amazing, man. Well, hey, I I oh, know what? you. know, I what, you know what I should yeah. say?
1: Here's what I should say, because we just finished it. <laughs> KeithYaki.com actually is the go-to for everything. Ooh. So I, my guys just finished it like two weeks ago, and it's it's so fucking sexy and stupid. It's ridiculous. So go to KeithYaki.com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys, you heard the man. Go to KeithYaki.com. Dude, thank you so much, man. You just spent two, I know, incredibly valuable hours with me, man. And I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. This has been incredible. Thank you so much. It's your your energy
1: too, man. I I feel like, I feel like a a kindred spirit to you. And like, you get it. There's these, there's just, you just talk to people and you're like, oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever played an instrument, but you can tell when you're playing with somebody an instrument, they're like, oh, they actually know what's going on here. I, I, I feel that about you. It's like, okay, you, you, you get it. And it's no wonder why you're making dough and you got a great body and your hot wife loves you and your kids adore you it's just these little things. And when you said it's, it's, you know, it's not just the little things, it's especially the little things. And, um, dude, you know, like the old, like Mel Gibson taught us in Patriot, man, aim small, miss small, baby.
0: Yes. I tell that to my guys, get ready for a Spartan race, trying to hit that damn spear, aim small, miss small. You'll never go wrong. I love it. I appreciate Appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for having me Thank you,
0: Keith. Appreciate you, brother.